Welcome to the downside. I am going to. You're not supposed to say you're going to kill yourself because somehow. Wait, why? You like in general in in online and things. You can. No, I know. I'm saying I'm like people, people go like you can't say it as if like that's that's what's going to push someone over the edge. Yeah. Someone is right on the fucking ledge, and it yeah. takes a comedian to say it okay. to fucking do something. I am. I cannot believe it. Well, I'm if this comedian's with, making light of it, then finally I'm going to do it. I, uh, <laughs> I'm in a pissy fucking mood. I cannot believe it. Were you in a pissy mood before or just because of just now? Just because of now. I don't need any more. No, I didn't know. This is the first time interacting with you today. I didn't know maybe something else happened too. I feel like like this is the end of, of having a studio. I feel You're ready like to we, throw we, it away. So we, we had an episode two weeks ago, and the box, like, there's a new box because the box malfunctioned. It sounded fine on the fucking headphones. Yeah. And then it, it, like, was washed. Destroyed. Uh, you just mm-hmm. lost a whole Well, we episode. did it off the camera audio, but it sucked. Yeah. We tried our best. Yeah. So I think it's done. Yeah. I mean, I think it's done. I can't do this. It's good to be here for such a watershed moment in the podcast. Yeah, yeah it's been a rough <laughs> few weeks. We, you know, we had that. Then last week, something happened last week. Oh, the, yeah. What happened last week? We were, all, we were, uh, the person didn't come. Oh, yeah, the person didn't come. <laughs> Luckily, we discovered, a, I mean, a little early. Oh, my God. What? What? No. No. Don't, don't, no, no, let her go. It's appearing. Now it's showing up. What the fuck, <sighs> man? What the fuck? Don't, don't, <laughs> you, you have to move on God damn past it. her. I can't. I hate everything. Leave it. It's not going to happen today on that, that micro, on that I'm board. here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. Hi, Marco. And I'm here with my producer, not in the technical sense. Though. I wasn't told that was she my responsibility. I would be lying if, if I said the thought didn't occur to me that maybe the producer could fix you think, the production. You think. She does other things. I do a lot of other things that don't require audio knowledge. But we should get someone who knows about a thing or two about these boards. Not instead of, but in addition to. Well, this, this, but this is why this is the theme of the podcast because I knew I couldn't do any. I couldn't knew I couldn't do it a show where it was happy or or, or positive. Yeah, this is the downside. This is the yeah. place where we can be negative. Yeah, we we don't have to pretend things are going well. We we can be honest that it's that it's we don't shit. have to say what would and I that, complain about? Remember yes, that? yes. Oh. Uh, uh, we had a guest cancel once two days before. Remember, she said she says I don't think I. I don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like it was a branding thing. It was like no, no, that was someone else. Was oh. she, someone literally was canceled. she Christian? No, Whoa. but she, I think her she was like a good mom and like she talked about raising. I think she talked about raising a child who had Down syndrome. That was part of. Her Is that thing. why but we like, booked her? <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, if you're a mom, period, like, you have plenty of things to complain about. Yeah, yeah. If you're a human being at all, yeah. But also, also, I have asking. a sister with special needs. Like, uh, there's, it's not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you complain about, about special needs people all, all the time. The time. <laughs> um, wait, but I had a question. Yes. Was why were we having her on? Was she famous for this? She, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't but like so I was a mom on the street. Like, <laughs> hey, that looks tough. I'm saying it was a branding thing. That's what's gross about it. Is that she's not being honest? She's not saying like yeah. there's really nothing. Yeah, I, I, she's I don't saying think she was gross. her brand is being a full of bullshit. Everything's no, great. Person. No, I think it was trying no, to look at mom. Right. Fuck that mom. Fuck and her the kid. mom of that Down syndrome child. <laughs> um, 
I mean, and then I was on the way here, and then Russell sent me the most horrifying video I'd ever seen in my life. Oh my god! You yeah. recorded a video of you. You had to no, audition. So I was doing a self self tape, and I had to. I was supposed to have like a smoker's cough, and I was like coughing, and I started. I couldn't stop, and then I I have bad gag reflex, so I then was almost throwing up, and then it was just like a minute and a half video of me trying not to throw up, but also trying to restart the scene and coughing, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I was going to throw up, um, so I thought it was really funny. I got on tape. <laughs> this is the downside. What the fuck? No, did the fucking thing reset? Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? That's supposed oh to play an intro. Yeah, Are you intro fucking song. serious? Oh my god, I think you're doing a bit. the record scratch? A perfect <laughs> metaphor god for how this is going. Motherfucker. <laughs> you slip on a banana peel. <laughs> this is the downside. <coughs> okay, okay, yes, this is my self tape. Okay, turn it off! This is what you said. It's, it's better to see it, not hear it. Did it stop? <laughs> it's making me really feel a little sick to be honest. <laughs> Should we put the video onto the, no, onto the YouTube? No. I don't have the theme music there because the fucking box reset. Oh, okay, okay. And I feel like I have an echo on this. Yeah, I do why does too. it say? Why does it say transfer mode? Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Oh. Don't get started. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. All right, we don't have theme music. So, today. Sorry, Douglas. So, uh, uh, Lucas, I was looking up the last thing I. We we had an email correspondence about a year ago. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We had, and and I, it was something I did want to talk about in this podcast because I really don't know how to feel about it. Um, we had a you you asked me, or I had some footage for you. You went up uh, before me at Stand Up New York, and the host did the, had the brilliant <laughs> idea of bringing an audience member onto the stage to twerk. I don't. It was a. It was supposed to be a raffle, yeah. and then it, oh no, you know what it was? They were like during the raffle, we're going to do a dance contest, mm -hmm. and then. First of all, no, no one should say yes to no, that. No, no one should no, say no. yes to coming up at a comedy club and dancing on the stage. And no one did except for this one person. And it was exactly who you didn't want to come up and mm -hmm. dance. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, she ended up twerking on there. So she twerked. But it wasn't just that. She then didn't want to leave the stage. Correct. Once you let an audience member onto the stage. No, they get a taste of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, now, she's now in the cast of Titanic, yeah. I'd like to tell you. Uh, so I had, I had a crowd work thing. I told you about this where I, did, I really didn't know how to feel about it. I was in, a, I was in Plano, Texas. It's my first show there. And I had some joke. It, it was something like, uh, uh, just, I'm just looking at the computer. I'm freaking out every second. But... So I had a joke. I said, do you think R. Kelly is ever in prison? And he hears Michael Jackson come on the radio and goes, if only I could have danced a little better. <laughs> and 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 then it's some, there's some no, no, it was some joke about like uh, how talented uh, Michael Jackson and R. R. Kelly are. And, and just just to I basically talk about how untalented white pedophiles are. Yeah. Like and, and the number. And I said I said I brought up Woody Allen. At some point I said, you know, uh, uh, Woody Allen can't can't moonwalk. Yeah. And someone in the audience was like, no. Like, they disagreed with that statement. And so I said, okay. We, Wait, got, she we got the clip. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> she was saying training. no, like, like <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't being like, she wasn't like, no, no, she was not She was not offended. Okay. Uh, and um, she, so, so 
I said, what? And she said, I worked at a prison. I used to be a prison guard. And pedophiles love to dance. <sighs> and I go, it's, you know, so we're, we're like, you know, we're in the tough top. We're in tough territory. This yeah. is advanced lesson. Can I keep it funny? Yeah. And uh, she said that they they keep the pedophile. They kept the pedophiles in a different wing of the prison <laughs> because otherwise they would they get would beat dance. up. Oh, they get yeah. beat up. Uh, okay. No, but she said, you know, so they they would dance. And I think the you know I'm struggling to f come up with funny stuff. But I think the first joke I made was, "What do you play, kids, Bop?" And so that worked. Okay. We're moving. Yeah. And I would uh, move right away from that, by the way. You, if you get one no, thing no, in there, I, I don't know. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to help myself. I would stay there for 20, well, 25 minutes. I'm working on more longer form crowd work clips. So I'm like, I got to, I, I keep going in my head. Remember I told you that story where I did a radio show with Earthquake? You know, comedian Earthquake? Yeah, of course. And there was riffing. And at some point I told that first joke. And then he, he just, he was like, keep going. So I, in my head, I'm like, Earthquake told me, keep going, keep going. <laughs> And she says, no, we, we would play a baby shark. And I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know. And then I was losing it. I was like, no, that, that's what they want. I didn't know. It wasn't going well. And then she said, no, we'd play it 24-7. Uh, uh, so we played it even when they were asleep. Oh, and like mm, to torture. To torture. To torture so there we, so there, so I go, I go, uh-oh. She's admitting to torturing. And someone in the audience said, that's torture. And I said, yeah, torture. that's what I was thinking. And... <laughs> and and she's I'm like you know that that's you're doing it to punish them. She's like yeah I wanted to punish them. And I'm like whoa no, what do I what do I do yeah. now? Yeah. What's crazy too is you she's got, also no longer works there. Like so I don't know. Uh, should I call the? You tell what you're gonna say. Well no I was just gonna say like what's crazy is like you have to imagine that if she's doing this in front of a whole crowd of people, she's so many people in her life know that she's a torturer. You yes. know what I mean? Like she's yeah. told a lot of people, probably, probably every party she goes to, she'll throw that out yeah. there. My she probably had a little drink, and she just throws out, "Oh, and I tortured, I tortured people." Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And given given how people feel about this very thorny subject, some people yeah. are probably like, "Good." Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes. She's been reinforced. So I'm on I'm on stage. I don't know. A is she exaggerating? Doesn't look like she is. <laughs> This, a, a very specific she's exaggeration. She's wearing a Nazi costume. <laughs> <laughs> and, could you tell? And I didn't know. I also like, uh, again, I we talked about once where someone, when Britney Griner got released, I said Britney Griner got released and someone went, boo. And I, I turned into the worst comedian where I said, I think it's good when Americans are released from foreign prisons. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> Disaster. Disaster became the educator. So I didn't know what to I didn't know what yeah. to uh So what did you do? I uh, I think I just I said, yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> and then I went into then I was like I went to college for musical theater. Uh, <laughs> went into that chunk. <laughs> Try to get him back. Uh, but then You're like, so this pedophile can dance. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know what to then I was like I was like, what's my do I do do I report this? Well, do I just talk about it on the podcast and hope someone deals with it on their own? I had a similar crowd work thing happened in uh, it happened in Minneapolis. Uh -huh. I was on stage. It was a terrible crowd, and like I'm, I this has been my first year of doing an hour. So uh -huh. when I see it, the the crowd's bad for everybody, I was like, oh fuck, like I gotta go. Sure. 
And I asked, there was one guy who just would not laugh at anything. He looked miserable. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I work at the Minnesota sex offender program. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, that's, <laughs> that's fair. I was like, you never know what anyone's going through. Cause I'm telling jokes and being like, this guy sucks. And he's like the children, you know, but yeah, uh, my approach was cause it's so dark. I just asked a ton of questions. I was like, what qualifications do you need to have? To work as sure. a sex offender. I was like, do well, you that's need the right a, kind of question. Do you like need a the, degree for that? The wrong question is like, many, what did they do? Yeah, how yeah, many yeah. kids? Yeah. But sometimes in the moment, that's like, that's the funnier part. Because but, but that's like when someone's like, we played Baby Shark 24 hours a day for the pet. Like my first question would be like, whose idea was that? Sure. Like who brainstormed Baby yeah. Shark? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, was yeah, it the yeah. warden saying that? Because then you can make them maybe not look like the bad guy. But I just... Rory Scovel had a really good crowd work tip, which was you got to be a journalist. So if mm. anything, if I don't have a riff for something, I'll just try and go deeper and pull back more layers until I understand what I feel is the core of the situation. I think what was scary about this particular audience member is like they they really wanted to look they were fine with being bad or evil. So like yeah. every question was scary because they would they would add something that was so more fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And and but that's that's the right tag. It's like if someone works at the Holocaust uh, uh, Memorial, you don't say like describe the pictures there for me. <laughs> yeah. You go like do you have you see ever seen someone come in and do something weird? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, like what was your dream? That's always what I I'm like, you ended, <laughs> you ended up at the your dream job. <laughs> How'd you end up at Yad Vashem? Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and then this this woman came up to me after the show. And I didn't want to. I don't want to talk to her anymore. Yeah. Now I'm convinced she's a criminal. And uh, she's she wanted to tell me another prison story. And she she said. And again, at this point, I'm like, I hope this is all. You're. I hope you're insane and you're making it all up. Yeah. But she said. She no. said. <laughs> she's not. She told it a up. story. She said we had a warden who was racist. And one day she was getting the mop out of one of the prison cells and she pushed it and it's it splashed and a white gunk got all over her leg. And that the prisoners had been jerking off into this bucket for the last 30 days because they were going to throw it onto the racist uh, uh, warden. And then she said, and I started throwing up, but I was wearing my anti-rape belt, I guess, which they wear. And she was throwing up into her. I sh we should add a warning to this episode. And <laughs> oh and and she, she was throwing up into the thing, but she couldn't take off her thing. And uh, that that's her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's on Debbie. What would your follow-up question have been in that scenario? There's an anti-rape. There's belt. a real. They should, they should give those out to women in college. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have been my follow-up question. But that's so dark. People adding details with that level of gratuitousness, I, I would just... I think I'd have to comment on how many... She's like a Mad Libs of gory details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I would just probably have to stop her at each point Oof. along the way and go, really? But the thing is, crowds don't... Cr the crowd, You'll lose the crowd once you get to details like that's that, no thing. matter what. Yes. Yeah. yeah, people were probably freaked out yeah. in the crowd. But also, I think what's tricky is that I think there was a degree of, like... I think inside myself, I go like, "You shouldn't, you shouldn't do do that. Let let them go to sleep." But then I think some people in the crowd are like, "Hey, what are you, what are you a fan of, of pedophiles?" Yeah. yeah, and it was just too advanced for me. 
Yeah, I try I and really remind my crowds. <laughs> my crowds come thinking they're going to see crowd work because I don't post material. I just don't have enough Me time too. to post. So I tell that when something crazy and crowd work is happening and they're not laughing, I go, this is what you paid for. You you sure. looked at this. You looked at the TikTok, saw the crazy crowd work interactions, went, I want to go pay to see that. You're seeing it right now and not enjoying it. So what are we doing here? That's what I said during the pedophile thing because I start to lose them after like 15 minutes of minutes what I, Here's what I did. This was the good move that I did. I said, I said, Miss, do you do you understand that I'm recording this from three different angles right now? <laughs> Why would you say you 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 know what comedians do? I said, I said if there was a comedian doing stand up comedy in front of where Epstein was killed, we'd know who did it. <laughs> yeah. And and as I was doing, it, I was like, oh, that's a good clip, but I'm like, I can't use any of it. So wait, why? Because I feel. I feel like someone admitted to torture on a video and I can't track it. There's nothing I, we can all, can we agree? There's nothing for me to do. What am I going to look up prisons in Plano? Look up the ticket sales of the club. But wait, are you accused saying that you're nervous that you're going to look like you're not doing something about a crime because you were a comedian? They did the torture. They it's did not the your torture, job to. But is it my job to go report it? Do you don't you know can put it name. on the internet. That's better than reporting it, because yeah. then you're sharing it with everyone, and then someone can take it into their so hands. I'm re- sure. Potentially, the most moral thing to do is to post it and benefit personally <laughs> from the ticket sales that it generates. I understand your <laughs> stress. I mean, I thought about maybe not even talking about it on the podcast, but but to a degree, I'm like, the question is, should I do something? Here's the full like full thing I could do. I could I could say to the club, hey. Uh, I feel like someone admitted to a crime. Can we locate who this person is? Can we look at who sent the tickets? Can we follow their email? Can we look at their work history? Can we find the prison? I don't think you need to where... do that. I think you could post the video and someone <laughs> crazy on the internet will do bad. that. <laughs> someone in Plano will see the clip. They'll know who it was. But don't, but don't you feel don't... it's in poor taste for me on my comedy channel to post... Yeah. A video of someone admitting torture, and then no. and then me. Well, because it's know, not that funny. No, you're thing. a journalist. But you, but you're you're saying because yeah. you don't have a funny thing out of it. It doesn't. You don't come across as being like, oh, this is a funny zinger. <laughs> no, it's but you had like, some good. It sounded like you had some good lines in there. There so were some you, good lines. So but this it, is what you do: you cut out the things that weren't funny, just like any crowd work clip. You keep the things but in I that were. But I feel work. like when you hear someone potentially admit to torture, yeah. the, the job is to go, no, that's bad. Let them sleep. <laughs> right? No. I've never, no one's ever admitted to torture to me. I, I don't have a, a... Especially in a theatrical thing, you're like, is is this person exaggerating? Are they, are they like, are they playing it up to... Your job in that scenario is to make light of it. Her job is whatever <laughs> she chose to be that day. Sure. And the internet can decide who's in the right and who's in the wrong, but or who's in the right and who's whether the torturing prison guard is in the wrong. Yeah. Obviously. But the the internet can track them down. But that you don't it's not your job during a comedy show to tell no, her it, not to torture. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that well, what she's you're, done with the job, so it's done. Right. You well, know, she, the you, torturing happened. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. torturing happened. Yeah. Are you concerned that you Allegedly. look like a bad guy? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. You're concerned that you look like a bad guy for not more firmly denouncing it in the moment? Uh, to a degree. I don't think anyone would think I should in the moment. They would un- they would understand the context. But whether it's like after the fact, when she comes up to me, that I didn't go, What? Hey. Punch her? What do you, I, I, like, what would you do? I don't know. 
Listen. I try to kill kick her. She's still wearing the belt. I break my foot. <laughs> we all have. We all meet people that we don't. You know. It, no. It, there's no good way to like. You know. It's like if a former. If you're like a president that you like don't like. If you're here to meet them, you're not actually going to do anything. You're sure. not actually going to be yeah. like. Fuck or you, the Uber. You know, you know when your Uber driver says he hates Jews. You know when you get a white guy Uber driver and you go, "Oh, you had so many privileges and you're driving an Uber," and then here comes the tirade, and then he gives you one because he assumes you're not Jewish. And right? sure, but if he said to me, "I punched three Jews this morning," yeah. Well, should, you have his I name. Should, I should report it. You to have Uber. his name, and you sure. can report to Uber. Yeah, it's a much you, easier situation. Yeah, you report that, but you also go, "I'm not going to be Jew number four. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Sure, I'm get, sure. Get out of the Uber. You must know. get that. You must have a lot of because I I look a little. I look more Jewish than you do. I would think. I think I don't think of Jews as, as blondes in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'm a little blonde. To, yeah, yeah. I just got a part as a Nazi in a short film for that. Did reason. you really? Yeah, because they wanted a Jew, but they wanted one that looks like a Nazi. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you think? Do you ever? Do you ever? Deep down, when you're alone, go. Would I have pretended? I, I used to think that. Oh, no, I would have. But I, the question was, would I have gotten caught? Sure. <laughs> I would have pretended, yeah. How I actually do you think went you would have been the... caught, like, caught? You would have like complained about something? And they go... <laughs> oh, there's, there's a draft. This jacket's a, there's a draft. <laughs> it's chilly. <laughs> what yeah. did you say? What's going on? Hold on. Slow down. <laughs> All the Nazis I do are gay. I don't know why I make every Nazi gay. The German... But... It sounds a little gay. The German <laughs> accent, I think. You know? Yeah. It sounds fun that way. Boy kind of being bitchy with the German, yeah. you know, accent. You just have a little fun. bitchy feel. Yeah, yeah. Can you do one? Not really. No, I'm not an accent no. guy. <laughs> Nine is the correct. But yeah, I think I could have gotten away with it. Maybe. I mean, I went to the Holocaust Museum and I saw. Uh, did, did, did people go like, "Oh my God, you're the guy for the picture"? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a. They have like an exhibition, like stories of different people's ways of surviving. And one was this very Aryan-looking young woman who had gotten fake papers as a Christian, and that's how she survived. And they were highlighting that. I don't think that makes you like a traitorous Jew. No. I don't think you have to be like a noble Jew and get on the train. You know sure. I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, would you have been like a leading, a lieutenant? Oh, like in the like no, a Nazi. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's a big to difference escape. between yeah. being escaping and then then joining. Sure. Yeah, in. but I see what you're saying. If if you stay in Germany with your fake yeah, yeah, papers, yeah. then frankly, you do uh, get drafted if you're a young man. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Sorry. This I gotta say, this is, <laughs> this is one of the most fucked episodes we've ever had. Yeah, that's what happens when the box doesn't work. Um, has has anyone ever said anything to you that's virulently anti-semitic yes what have they said this actually happened when i graduated um i graduated high school i went to a graduation party my friend went to westminster a boarding school i would love to remember these guys name actually i do remember one of their names because no i remember both of their names and i would say them because they were so anti-semitic to me i actually promised myself that day that if i ever had a platform i would use it against them you're gonna go full names I don't know. Mm, now I have Now you're giving me cold feet. This is like. But I this love is, that you were like when I have a platform and then you come on, <laughs> on the downside. And you're like, here are their full names on someone else's. <laughs> I'm gonna use my. Platform. I've been doing shows for years and I've never revealed their names. But today I do it here on the downside. I dox them. I thought you were saying like I'm gonna wait until like a podcast that people listen to. Like the yeah. moment I'm on. Yeah, the moment I'm on Joe Rogan, that's when I'm gonna that's go. Joe, gonna before we get into the vaccines, I'd like to call out two anti-Semites. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I'll say their first They're probably listening to it right now. Anti-Semites. This is what happened. We're at a graduation party. Now that I'm on the downside, I feel that it's it's time. But they and these pay. are your friends. They're your friends with them. They're no, or, they're my friends' friends. Okay. So my friend is Jewish. He went to this uh, place, Westminster, very waspy boarding school mm-hmm. in somewhere where most people hate Jews, and um, they called him Jetski because he played ice hockey and he was Jewish. So they called him Jetski, which was Jewish Gretzky. So it was, oh, there was always okay. like some air of anti-Semitism with his friend group, but that was better. I was worried it was like I was like somehow that's gonna be so fucked up. No, no, no. But no. It, was, that, it was it was like fine, but it was like he got called Jewish by his boarding school friends. I had never met the boarding school friends. I go to this graduation party, we all get drunk. I fall asleep in I guess one of the beds that these guys had claimed. They had like mm-hmm. outfitted this barn with like a bunch of air beds, and I guess I took the air bed that this guy wanted. And I was really drunk, and they're, like, hitting me, like, trying to wake me up. And I guess I'm not waking up. And they're, like, get out of my bed. And I'm, like, you know, just drunk. like yeah. And then I finally, like, wake up because they're yelling at me. And they called me the K-word. I don't know when it became Jewish. By the time I was awake, it was already Jewish-related. They were, like, you don't believe in Jesus. We're going to beat the shit out of you. Like, (laughs) it was, like, the most... incredible. It was so anti-Semitic and so explicitly anti-Semitic. I'd never experienced anything like it before, ever. And it was two of them and one of me. And I was, like, really skinny. I wasn't going to fight them. And they got in my face, and they kept yelling, like, Jew, Jew, and the K-word, and... Again and again and again and again, and I just like I was like, okay, can I have the arrow bed? <laughs> I gave you the you, arrow you were just like, no, I'm German, I'm German. I swear <laughs> to God, no. I was I was just like, yeah, I was like, you guys could. That's it's crazy. Did, did you do you remember like were you like please please like were you begging for them to? What did you even say? I, you know when someone's like, have you guys ever had an interaction with a stranger where they say something so insane and rude that you're just dumbfounded? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. remember being dumbfounded. Like I just it didn't even. I didn't know how to react. I wasn't, and I was a little scared because yeah. there was something particularly scary about like how anti-Semitic it was with the physical threats mm-hmm. that I was like, these guys might actually just beat yeah. me up right now. People are drunk too, so you're like, yeah. yeah and scary. I was drunk and waking up out of a, a slumber yeah. Yeah. and they were incensed yeah. by the time I was even awake. So I was like, I didn't even have anger yet and they were already at like 10 out of 10. Um, so I just remember like kind of giving them the bed and then I woke up in the morning and they had left like very early oh. Yeah, and they, they kept trying to, I think they tried to reach out through my friend and apologize somehow. And oh. I just, I was like, no, no, never again. And then I prom- I promised I would never go to a place where they ever were. So I bit every time they went to hang out with that guy again, I said, I'll, I'll never see them again mm. and I'll, I'll never see them again. And if I'm ever in a position of power. And thank you for bringing me on the downside. Because <laughs> today is Judgment Day. <laughs> and oh. we went to Westminster High School, and I think that's what they did oh. to me. They were <laughs> drunk 17-year-olds. And, you know, what did Brett Kavanaugh do all this shit? That yeah. 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17. I yeah. think they should be held accountable. That's what I have to say about that. All right. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that I pronounced their names right, and I'm not a thousand percent sure. They're praying you did not. They're praying. <laughs> I'm not a thousand percent sure that I. It'd be funny that, if there's that people with those names. names that are not those. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they would have had to go to Westminster yes. High School. Yes, that's, in, that's the problem with these white names. You're like, John Smith. You're like, John Smith. <laughs> <Bill> <laughs> Buckley. I'm going to get you. And like, Woo! 
There's there's three Supreme yeah. Court justices yeah. named Bill Buckley. <laughs> um, okay, let's take this scenario further. Okay, so yeah. so okay, they 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 reach out to you, and they go. Hey, we heard you on the downside. Luckily, we went on the YouTube. There's only seven watches so far. <laughs> but we're nervous. We're nervous uh, uh, that Russell's going to blow up from Titanic. People will start listening. <laughs> we have we have a family. They're like really, really knowledgeable about everybody's family. Yeah. They're like, yeah. we're big Titanic fans. Yeah. <laughs> We've turned around. We're super. One of us yeah. came out of the closet. Yeah. And uh, what could they do that would make you find forgiveness do you think there's any forgiveness to be had i think yeah yeah, i forgive them in fact like at this point i mean it was so unspeakably terrible what they did but it didn't it was didn't uh, there was no trauma it didn't last other than me i've never forgotten it and i'm still complaining about (laughs) it but like i think whatever if say they say people enough people listen to this that they actually did get punished yeah, I think probably whatever punishment they would get would probably outweigh the crime. Like if they lost their jobs now, I would think that's too much. But I would also chuckle. <laughs> yeah, and then I would totally forgive them. That's like more yeah. than enough. <laughs> oh, what a world we live in! I think they tried to apologize back then, but I really was. I would say now, if they apologize, I mean, listen, they're probably not that anti-Semitic. I mean, they can't hate Jews. I just think, that like, much. especially the the K word. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Russell, it's... we know you like to. Okay. <laughs> try and try and hold yourself back today. <laughs> it's such a it's so rarely said. I know. That it's strange you to even go know. Out of your you way know what word we're it. talking no, about. No, I actually don't. See, that's what I mean. You gotta oh, go out of your way to say you don't it. can we say it and bleep it later? That's just too much editing. It rhymes with bike. Yeah. And it starts with a K. And that's and all you need no to know. And no other things, yeah. And yeah. it's not Kabai. No, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard that, actually. there's no other things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You learn um, something every day. <laughs> but yeah, no, they. I mean, it was really something that they did that. I was yeah, I was shocked at the time. Because we were in New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, everyone yeah. was rich yeah. and privileged and stuff. You would just think that... But yeah. Well, uh, for those listening, uh, you know, if you like this... This is if this, you like what you're hearing if you, today. If you like what you heard today, uh, you're a, you're a Debbie Downsider. That's what we call our fans, Debbie Downsider. Almost almost a little too sweet, yeah. I think. Honestly, um, Matt, uh, if Matt and Sam reach out and sign up for the Patreon, we'll bleep out your last name. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how we built the Patreon? <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, uh, speaking of the Patreon, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. You get live episodes. You get bonus episodes. Um, we, we're almost hitting 150 patrons, and then we're going to do uh, – assume we're going to – we're basically going to do an extra episode every month very yeah. soon. Great so way to the support the Jewish community if you have something in your past that mm-hmm. is – you know, mm-hmm. you could say, oh, no, I'm actually – I'm, I'm a patron of the downside. Yeah. Can you imagine if – there's like some fifth descendant of Hitler out there that I've read about. If really? If it was like Randolph Is Hitler he, and joined. people know him? Uh yeah. Yeah, he didn't change his name. <laughs> That's crazy. No, it's crazy. There's, there's someone out there. Name. I think he's probably like a third cousin and you know, something. Yeah. I um, guess so, yeah. But patreon.com slash downside link is in, in the, the, the comments. Do we know when this episode's coming out yet? Um, I do, but I don't know the date off the top of my head. Okay, that's fine. If you we by the end, if if you want to check it out. Uh I we've had so many cancellations mm-hmm. 
people who because things are going well, but it, <laughs> people you know c- canceled. Yeah, but they wouldn't have canceled on Rogan, and I will remember it. Okay, when I'm the liberal Rogan, <laughs> when you have to, when we give you a vaccine on air, yeah, we're, we're sponsored. Yeah. Every ad's for Big Pharma. We go all yeah. the way. Instead of smoking cigars, what are we doing? What's the liberal equivalent <laughs> of smoking cigars? Um, we're just it's like sucking little dildos. <laughs> 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 just little, the liberal. Do you like cigars. a dildo? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, Russell, I did want to bring up that I did see in the news. There's, I didn't know they did this. There's submarines. You can pay twenty five thousand. It sounds like something you're. No, 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 not twenty five thousand. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go on the submarine, and you get to visit the remains of the Titanic. And, and it's gone missing. It's gone missing. The submarine, the, the tour, the latest tour. But they were very cagey. They're like, we don't know if anyone's on it. You're like, what? How does this Wait, work? What? First like, of all, why is that two hundred fifty thousand dollars? That seems like that's way too much it, money for that offering. It's very dangerous. Because I just feel like it's, it's it, I, people would do it. Imagine you're so rich. You is it a have deep anything sea in the world. submarine? It's like a very it's deep twelve thousand feet down. Into deep the, enough okay. that it can go that it can go missing completely. Yeah, and they're right, doing a search and <laughs> search. But there's no; those people are dead. Yeah, there's you know? no rest. If anyone's on that, they're dead. And How my, long has it been missing? Like days? Again, it's all very cagey. The people who run the tour are not saying if anyone was even on it, but it seems like days. But they are offering a sale for all future trips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's now $6. I, so you're, I think, my question is, are you going to, you know, they, they've had some tragedies. So who, who is it who passed away? Uh, who's in Titanic? But it, you know, it's performer, the singer. No, singer. The singer. Celine Dion is still alive. No, but the other singer. The other singer. Yeah, the woman who died. Tina Reese, Turner. Tina Turner. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, Proud okay. So when Tina Turner died. Like Tina Turner makes an appearance yeah. as the iceberg in yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the show, they mentioned you know Tina Turner. Celine Dion got diagnosed with yeah. horrifying disease. They make an announcement. Disorder. I feel like it's only right. You know, for you to make I, an announcement about I, is this. Titanic thing. causing. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, to yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't the know ordering. if the, the, the lost submarine is a big enough story. I think the Celine Dion actor, if they wanted to put it into their improv to give a little more context, could do it. I don't think I could do it in my quick little like line thing. I mean, like a pre-show, like ladies and gentlemen. Oh you've no, surely God, seen no, the news. no one, no one cares about rich people getting lost, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like that's not a thing. So I don't think anyone cares. I, about that. I know it's. I know you talked about it. it's. 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 It's cliche to or you for people to be like you're making jokes about the Titanic. You know, people actually died there. But it is funny. I watched the show again for the second time. And there is a moment where they're like, the iceberg. And they do a little face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I did think, like, man, I hope the afterlife is real only to imagine the survivors of the Titanic. Meeting just the cast watching, of Titanic. Just watching this show. <laughs> and they died from hypothermia. They, they yeah. fell. They, they watched their loved ones. Yeah. Oh, there they go. There yeah. they go. And on stage, yeah, it's a Tina Turner well, as the had, iceberg. You know, yeah. all those people had a lot of ego. They needed to be on the biggest ship of all time. <laughs> oh, you know, like no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, we would say we're making fun 100. of the movie, not the thing. Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. But it's but, also uh, the over a hundred year rule. Yeah, like in a yes, hundred years, yes. nine, I think there will be a comedy musical. play where it's yeah. like Sandy Hook. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh my! Okay. God. All right. I thought nine eleven was bad. You found a different fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Fine, fine. Uh, no, but it is. 
it is just strange the way we emotionally operate. I was saying to to Tova because I have you know a number of Holocaust jokes, and part of me was like, I know when the joke is about the way people deal with tragedy, and when I'm like, oh, I'm just using the Holocaust for shock. Yes. Yeah. And I go as I write more material. There is a part of me that if I'm really like trying to be serious or try to pretend my life has any meaning, it's like, oh, I do think if you desecrate tragedy too frequently, there is a way like my brother uh, goes on Reddit and shares memes that I look at them where I'm like, this is just offensive. It's not even funny anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like Mm -hmm. you you made the worst thing you could. Yeah. Yeah. The worst version of like an edge lord. Yeah. 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 And with like AI and with with the ability to make these things, I do think one could argue there is a numbing effect where if you make enough mass shooting jokes and a mass shooting occurs, you don't feel the chill of this is a horrible thing that happened that might spur people to action in a positive manner. And so like I do get why, for example, if someone makes a Holocaust joke or someone in, does a Heil Hitler in, as, a, as a joke on stage or something, that that the leagues or whatever go, hey, that's you shouldn't do that. I get it, and I don't know what your thoughts are because we, you know, we both like we we all like edgy edgy humor to a degree. I like how stand up makes the decision for you. I feel. I mean, listen, it's it. I guess it's up to every comic to decide like what's hack. So to speak, because yeah. hack can work, but for the most part, I just try. First of all, I don't write. I write mostly personal comedy, so I haven't been in a place. I actually, I do have a joke. I slept with a Holocaust denier, denier, which is a true story, which I can tell. Please, you <laughs> slept with a Holocaust denier. I did, I, well, she wasn't denied. Well, I can tell you the story, but she, yes, sort of. Yeah, per, yes. Um, <laughs> what was did she you like, know maybe this, it happened. Did you know this before or after? You know, I'm not making a judgment. Uh, before we slept together, yeah. yeah, I knew. Yeah, so we had a do conversation you ask before on everyone the date. you have sex with. <laughs> hey, can we talk about <laughs> something? And she's like, Oh no, do you have an STD? It's no, a new I just policy. Wanna, yeah. I wonder how many anti-Semitic events I have to <laughs> be a part of. But also, it's, it's hilarious that you asked if I've ever experienced anti-Semitism and sleeping with a Holocaust denier didn't even cross my mind at the time. <laughs> <laughs> she made up for it for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what happened. we were on a date, and she was somehow the Holocaust came up, which in the bit I'm also like that. It's bad, bad start for yeah. a first date. Yeah, um, but. She was like, "That should be one of the OK Cupid questions. What's your sign? Did the Holocaust happen? Yes, yeah. No, maybe <laughs> one of the little. There's yeah. like a uh, a little avatar for the vector, yes. the way that Hinge yeah. does it. They have like the marijuana leaf for marijuana, and then they have like an oven for the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I don't like that. I don't love like cl- like oven stuff. Is I think hacky. Sure, I, I know. Uh, I just did it, but I no, I just did it because uh, I said uh, uh, Jay Leno and Adam Carolla are opening up a comedy camp." And I said, I'd rather go to a concentration camp, which was fine. Yeah. And then I think the tag I wanted to do was like, you know, that one thing, you know, the comedy camp is not going to have is showers. And there's some there's some. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is the, the showers joke has truly been. Yeah. 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 Has, has, any has, oven, any shower. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get I get it. It's there. Yeah, totally. It tickles. And and it and it works usually because people, uh, you know, they, it's the same with the train. The train oven showers are the kind yeah. of. The, those are the emojis. <laughs> if we're going to capture the Holocaust in emojis, yeah, that's, those, are, those, yeah. Are the, those are the inanimate objects most commonly associated with the Holocaust. The real price is right of Holocaust uh-huh. items. Uh-huh. Um, but no, she was like, 
She didn't deny it. What she said was, everyone likes to say the Holocaust was bad. <laughs> I was like, I know. I was like, I don't think everyone likes to say that. I think it sort of just was. But she goes, everyone likes to say the Holocaust was bad. But if you or I were in that position back then, we would have been German soldiers. To which I replied, I think if I were in that position back then, I, I would have been a Jew still. <laughs> I don't know what part of this hypothetical we switched sides in. Oh, my God. So that actually happened. And then that's also in the bit. But then the bit was kind of about, like, getting over the... Yeah, to just deciding that I wanted to have sex with her, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can I can understand that, that part. That is but very funny. What? I, but what she was trying to say is that, like, we as the Americans, like, um, Americans in the world stage. Now she put we, herself into the German <laughs> shoes, though, which is interesting. <laughs> she was making a point about how it's it's like it's like white people saying, like, if I were around during slavery, slavery. I wouldn't have been a slave owner. Yeah. And her point was like, yes, you would have sort of. But she kept Let's quoting. Go around, would you have been a slave owner? I would not have been. You no, me either. <laughs> OK. Uh, <laughs> 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 This is our edgiest episode of all time. I gotta I think tell so. you. And I don't know if I'm at. Am I making it edgy? I feel bad if I'm making no, it too. No, no, edgy. no, 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 no. Hey, we're Jews. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're all not. Jews. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> you guys are on the hook for this one. That's for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a podcast a couple years from now, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it two anti-Semites. My co-host Um Did you? Did, after the sex, did you go like, hey, let's revisit this? Uh, no. Was, <laughs> it's, so she said so many things on that date. Like, so she she is a thing. She's a big Republican, and she is a thing where she just wanted to say Republican things to get liberals angry. Yeah. And she knew that I was yeah. liberal. And so she just said she a bunch of... She got joy from it? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That did, is weird, though. That's the thing about conservative... A lot of... Uh, the ones I've experienced in my life, too... It's like they like and if they try to get you and usually it's like a weird way of like being like, well, Biden, you're like, I don't care either. You can throw him in jail. I don't yeah. care. And they, they, yeah, that yeah, yeah. enrages that like, yeah, they, they don't know how to like when get you don't to give you. It a rise. If you don't, I if would you never go like, I love Republican tears. <laughs> yeah. I love a glass of Republican tears <laughs> in the morning. People are so amazing. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the liberal equivalent yeah, of what yeah. she was doing. Because yeah. she kept trying to bait me. She said another thing. We're, we're sleeping together, but by the way, without protection. And she said, <laughs> "She said I'm pro-life, but if I'm and I'm not on birth control, but if you were to get me pregnant tonight, I would have an abortion." And I was like, "Then you're pro-choice." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Pro-choice is just pro-choice for any you." So if you, you would choose well, to have an abortion. Any part of you hoping that she got pregnant just to make her a hypocrite? Like, <laughs> I know how to win this argument. Oh, okay, <laughs> give me thirty seconds and I can win this thing. <laughs> So she said so many insane things. She also, she tried to, because I'm Jewish, she tried to give me a Christianity book. She tried to convert me. She told me I was going to Bible. All this first date? (laughs) What is this Christianity book? How long did you see her for? (laughs) I was laid over in London. This was twice as long as my Jewish book. (laughs) Is there a second part? (laughs) She tried to give me some kind of Christianity novel. I I didn't understand it, but... Um, oh no, Jesus died. I like this guy. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> um, she no, it was uh, it was written by the guy who wrote Narnia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, she did. She try to give you. Uh, uh, I think I've read this book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You're talking about C.S. Lewis. Yes. And it was on faith, or it's called. 
she he wrote a, he wrote a he book wrote about some, faith. Some Christianity book. C.S. Lewis did. That is honestly, it's like it's one of those. I was never a Christian, but when I was going, when I was feeling very existential, it was yeah. like a book more more about like the existence of God. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't read it. I don't read and in general. How and I was if like, the Holocaust gonna... happened now, we would be the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird chapter that I never understood. And that's what the chapter was called too. By the way, it was called "If the Holocaust Happened yeah. Now, We'd Be the Germans." <laughs> Very uh, redundant chapter. It was pretty much explained by the title, but it's a good book, though. I mean, like he's like he's he's a he's a del- an eloquent speaker, and then he's one of those you hear some of the other views, and you go, oh, "You're you're crazy." Yeah. Well, she she said, "I don't want you to burn." So she said, "I'm gonna give she you this." Yeah. She said, "I don't want you to burn." Goddamn, the so, dick must be good. She's like, so. "You know what? I want you to burn." This, but <laughs> I don't want you to burn. That yeah. is the crazy thing, too. Is like believing that. I have such a hard time visualizing literal hell and literal heaven. It's so many it's different so beliefs at hard once. to yeah. imagine a literal burning place that you're just sitting there burning. Because you got to imagine if you're burning for a certain amount of time, it just feels natural. Like it just, it <laughs> Is just that how you've comforted feel, yourself about going to hell? It just starts to feel like everything. <laughs> Everything's you're like, you're fun like, if you're there long really enough. Bad. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, and then you're like... And then you you will make friends eventually. Like you'll you'll have to eventually like befriend Osama. People Bin forget Lans before he perpetrated the Holocaust, Hitler was an artist. You know, you view hell as like stepping into a hot tub. Well, no. At first, it's like a I little. Think it's like really, no, no. I'm saying it. It probably is really, really bad, and like it's horrifying. But I, even after like imagine thousand years of it. They can't. They're not that creative. Like it's probably the same thing over and over again. So you would just get used to it, you know. Yeah. And you would just be like, and you'd have to make friends. We all make friends everywhere we go. So I'm just saying, like, I think that would be a better case instead of trying to convince people hell is not real. Convince them it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a very interesting. I I yeah. don't think not not to judge. I don't think I would have slept with that person they must have been very attractive yeah she was Mm -hmm. she was and also i I will say (laughs) she also she also was repugnant (laughs) she also was the she also was vile (laughs) she smelled and and i just said i'm gonna do it i gotta do it for the bit she was attractive and on second thought not even physically no 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 but what i will say is there was a there was a part of me that was like i need a new bit yeah. Like there was a little oh, part of me that was like, I'm going to lean into this. You know, someone said to me, a comic said to me recently, like, uh, you're like, when you're a comic, you're kind of like a movie reviewer. But sometimes in life, it feels like the movie's stopped. Like when you have writing block, like there's nothing to, mm. you got to like keep watching the, the movie is yeah. life in this metaphor, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you got to, and that was one of those moments where I was like, this is going to be a bad movie for a little bit, but then it's going to be a really good review. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, morally reprehensible to be sure, though. Had you you were sleeping no. with someone you, you were, were like I don't like him. No, no, but not like out of like wasn't people aren't throwing. It wasn't like a you know what I mean. Like I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't have done that. Is what I'm saying. It just hasn't happened. Paige, I would never force you in a position of asking <laughs> you such a horrifying question. Not to that <laughs> extent. I think more so just like regretting it afterwards. Sure. In hindsight, I'm like, eh, that was like questionable, but not anything of like this person hates me or like my people. Like you're like us, like you never like met someone who believed in the Holocaust, and you're like, I'm still gonna sleep with them. (laughs) (laughs) 
He thinks it happened, but he is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you, John Marco? Uh, like yeah, have you ever slept with someone just terrible? Uh, terrible. There was there was this one. Uh, uh, since since we might as well we're just we're just saying it all in this episode. I uh, there was someone I there was someone I hooked up with after she she was a Jew, uh, a London Jew. And she, it was after LOL. This was Comedy in my. Club. This is in London. For no, no, no. She, she came. She was in Times Square. Oh, she okay. came to LOL Comedy Club. Oh. And something, something about her was, was bad. Yeah. Something about her was was bad. And uh, uh, she, um, if anyone feels uncomfortable, feel free to tell me to stop the story. She stealth. She she. I think it's called stealthing. Is it stealthing? I don't know what that is. She so she stuck her she finger pulled up the, your She ass? pulled the condom off. Like really fast. Oh, like oh. really, like she was on top, got up, took it off, went back, and I had like point seven seconds, I think, to make a decision, and I, I let it happen. Oof. And you know, uh, if, if I had, had more time, if I had had like a couple weeks to think yeah. it over, I think I would have made a different <laughs> decision for sure. <laughs> but like, and look, I was fine. I was fine, and like I did, I I continued. Yeah, uh, uh, but I knew something was wrong about her in yeah. the way that like this decision didn't surprise me. Yes, and then later she like put on her Insta story like a video of like it was her and then like flashing it over to me and then back to her like on her Insta and I was asleep. Oh. oh, so just like just like it was one of those like <laughs> the most <laughs> important detail you kind of snuck in there at the very end, and I was asleep. <laughs> like, yeah, so bad vibes yeah. from like the beginning, and then they manifested themselves. Yes, and then I think the the part that's on me is when I hooked up with her the next night uh-huh. because I said the only reason I'm I'm a I'm a big I'm a big old condom boy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said not well, big condoms, just just <laughs> you like to be clear. I'm, I'm big on small condoms. <laughs> But I was like, my fear is always STDs. And and I said, well, if I did it without the condom the first night, might as well, Mm -hmm. before she goes back to London, get another round in. Yeah. Uh, uh, And I remember I checked her Insta story for weeks after that because I was worried she was going to be pregnant. Oh, good. And I thought you you thought she was going to like announce publicly that she had an STI on her Instagram story. I was like, you're going to have to check in with her privately for that. <laughs> hey, everybody, I have gonorrhea. And <laughs> but but I remember at one point she was at a party and she was like drinking in the in the and you were video. like, and I was like, I was like, still based on her character, I was like, that's not proof that yeah, she's yeah, not yeah, pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. nine months later, I was in the clear. Yeah. Um. But uh, that that was mine. Yeah. Yeah, just, I, just, just I, bad vibes. I, 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 the most I could say is there was a there was a lady one time I, I fooled around with in an alleyway of a bar in Maryland, and she probably voted for Trump in the future. Like she was given like <laughs> years that later kind of energy. Got, do you, you think? Know? Do you think it's because she finally hooked up with a liberal guy and was like, you know what? I need a real man. These soldiers don't have a finger for shit. Oh man, he got cramps the whole time. He's like, can you do it for a couple seconds? Uh, she just had an energy of like. But yeah, like, I don't know if this is a male thing. I do find in general when I go into it, when I go on a date, I can't always tell how the date is going until I'm done. 
Now, I knew at the time this girl was denying the Holocaust. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that was clear as day. But there's this performative version of yourself you bring to a I might have sex situation as a man. At least I bring. Maybe sure. I'll just speak for myself. Where yeah. I go, I'm blocking out red flags. Yeah. I'm blocking out. First date in general, you don't you don't get mad, you don't argue, you agree you with find, everything. Yes, you're, you're very like, agreeable, yeah. and so you find a way to say whatever needs to be said to make the interaction as smooth as it possibly can be. And in that mode, I was like, let me just finish what I started here and worry about it later. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's how I feel about every bad date, regardless of whether I sleep with them. Yeah. I yeah yeah I think. I had one date. I remember in real time being like, in real time being like, yeah, I same thing. I didn't think it was that bad in real time, and then I got home and I was like, oh, that was a that was bad. Yeah, we didn't agree on anything, but like, but like I, you do agree because yeah. you're like, you know, you're like sure, like yeah, you know, you totally. want to keep conversation going. Yeah. So, but you don't realize in real time because you're just being so. Like, you get back yes to your to yeah, exactly. You know, you're like yeah, yeah, you know. You get home and you're like, well, that was I hated that. Actually. Yeah, I was. A, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a when you bomb energy. a job interview. You don't yeah. know until the moment you when that goodbye. Hits and uh-huh. then you're like, I actually did a really bad job in there. I can <laughs> yeah. tell now. Yeah. Are you dating now? Uh, I just went through a breakup uh, within the last couple weeks. I'm sorry. Oh, how long? It's a bummer. Uh, it was a. Thank you. Some guests cancel when they go through a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I came okay. here to complain about it. Okay. You're going to bleep that out. Okay. That's, that's, so that's so vague. That's so vague. It's okay. It's okay. That's so vague. It's a joke. Everyone understands. No one will get it. Uh, that was just for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but thank you. Uh, are you okay? I'm okay. Yep. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a very brief but very intense relationship. Yeah. So it was three months. Okay. But almost every day hanging out wow. yeah. all the time. And then it came to sort of a dramatic end. And I've had some conversations about what I say about it on podcasts with her. So I'm trying to find a diplomatic way oh. to say that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, she's a great lady. At least she's still alive. You said dramatic end. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh could be. she's very much alive yeah. and well. Okay. You, she's doing, she's doing similar great. to me. Cause I listened to some other podcast episodes. We talk we 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 air our dirty laundry and our family's dirty laundry yes. in a way that's not necessarily good <laughs> but it's interesting because you do it too like i just i listen to podcasts i'm like well wow yeah 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 um, i'm pretty open do you think that has anything to do with coming from money being open no because most of the rich kids i know lie about it my whole thing was but you feel a safe do, do, is it possible that you feel like I just know so many rich liars, mm-hmm. but but yes, do I feel safe about everything all the time? Yes. I'm never uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> do separate things. Yeah. I'm usually, I feel very safe to sort of do whatever. I I come from a, a degree. My fa- my parents are well off. It's yeah. not no, 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 your I situation. I know. I know. <laughs> what do you think? Because I feel like. You're self-aware. <clears throat> you're a comedian. You know, you're, you you poke holes in your own thinking. What ways do you think, because this is the downside, yeah. that, that co- growing up with that amount of money has ruined you as a human being? Well, I have... It's a joke I never got working. 
it's hard to joke about it. But I've tried to talk about growing up rich a lot on stage mm-hmm. to to limited levels of success. Talk it out now. We'll but one it. of the things I one of the bits started where I was like, I I will say like, I grew up very rich. Very whatever you're thinking more, but. Uh, I never act like a spoiled, entitled, rich kid unless one single thing goes wrong. (laughs) And then I do. (laughs) That was like the start of it. And then it was like a couple examples of that. But uh, that's, I mean, the truth is like, how do I, when I feel that it's a negative thing, like when I, when I feel that it makes me a bad person, I think that probably the most prime example is when I see a line of any kind. I go, not I'm me. I'm buying the yeah. store. I'm yeah. buying this. So, I, or like, there's just an element of like, when I'm on an airplane and I'm not in the, the bed seat in first class, I go, I have an air of superiority about my vibe that I'm just like, I should be up there. And, but sure. usually I am. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'm like, I should be. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know? And I don't even think I should be on commercial aircraft. Don't get me wrong. But. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of kidding, but I do. Th- I'm making light of like what is unfortunately a real thing, which yeah. is you. You do get a vibe of. My parents never said this explicitly, but there's a vibe when when you are rich and everything is bought, and most importantly, the things that are bought. Not most importantly, most prominently, the things that are bought are like things that get you around the hoi polloi, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is like a Yiddish term for like the masses, uh, like. Then you get instilled in your mindset is this idea that you are better than people, whether your parents tell you or not. Because my parents never said that. They said, be very grateful for what you you have. You're very, very lucky. It doesn't make you better than people that you're wealthy. And now uh, this guy is going to make us, (laughs) we're going to cut the line at Six Flags and go ride the roller coaster in front of all those other families. So my parents were like, you're not better than them. But you are going to get on the roller coaster before them and you're going to leave after them and you're going to go home in an air conditioned suburban SUV. Do you feel like there's any difference between going someone who goes, I am of I'm a better being like my my existence is more worthy or those that go, I got so fucking lucky. I know it's not. I know if I'm on an island someday. I'm just as equal as everyone else. I feel like there's two different kinds of rich people, like self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think it's better to be, cause I feel like there's a lot of people that just like pretend that that's not a part of the, who they are and, and their upbringing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that feels so much worse. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember one time seeing an interview with Anderson Cooper and he, you know, he, he grew up with uh, this insane, you know, family what what are the, what's their names in new york um uh come on you must have summered with them gloria um, <laughs> vanderbilt yes the vanderbilt yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Close and friends. and so uh so but like then they're asking about that and he, and he did the classic thing of being like but they always said you got to make it on your own and pull yourself up by, you know like that kind of thing yeah, yeah where yeah. you're like that's not helpful and it doesn't it doesn't make you any like it doesn't bring us closer to you. It just puts us like, yeah. you're bullshitting us. You're bullshitting us. It's My okay. family at least That's was very fine, like, you know? there was a big sense of humor. Like we were always made fun of for how spoiled we are and how much help we got. Yeah. And I think that was helpful because nothing's worse than the rich kid that pretends he did it himself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, and it, yeah. it, it really is pervasive across everything. Like take, for example, I'm legitimately able to be a professional comedian now. Like things went well for me online. I can sell enough tickets that I can make like a full living, yeah. live my life. I am sure financially independent, which is to say I have access to all of my trust and, the, and all the money in the world, but I don't 
need it. I, I live within my means in the $2 million apartment that my parents bought. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I pay the maintenance fees fully myself. And uh, But I couldn't have even been, I wouldn't have had the time to devote to being a professional comic if my parents hadn't said, go be a professional comic. We will support you. You can, my dad said to me, I will pay for your whole lifestyle to do it for two years. And if you can make it from there, then good. And if not, but having money gives you time. What? Like, like, was your dad ready to be like your cutoff? Um, I think he, uh, it's never been necessary. I've never been the kid that goes and asks for money. Sure. So I don't think that we were at that kind of, I think he would have been like, Hey, this isn't working out. Yeah. I think you should get a job, like, and I would have been like, I care what you think enough like, to probably get a job. There's only 25% of the tickets sold at Asylum. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to need to do a little bit better than that. Uh, Sunday at the Indianapolis Helium was looking a little light. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah, I just always wonder, I, I sometimes think about, because my, my parents supported me probably until I was like 25, and yeah. then I, I just lucked out with some, some acting stuff. Uh, uh, and I, but I always wonder like, oh, if there's this mix of like, you know, if, if you had to work a side job, you might not be able to, if I wouldn't have been able to do the acting yeah. classes and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. But then there's another part of me that's like, if, if you know that there's not this kind of net beneath you, you might work even harder, more strategic. You might be thinking in a way where you need to succeed. Yeah. I remember there's one, there's one, uh, uh. When I won the competition at Comics Mohegan Sun, mm-hmm. and again, it's kind of like this. There's there's a degree where like it's not like I was going to be homeless or anything, but I was going off my own money, and I bought like a suit for a thousand dollars, and it was a big purchase to me in that moment. And I went to that competition, and the prize was like seventeen fifty or something, and I was like, I need to win this competition. Yeah, and I really do think in that moment it made me do much better. Yes, and so there's a degree of like. You have to create mental games to be like, well, I do need to succeed, but you really don't. Yeah. Or you have to be so driven by, I want to be a great comedian as opposed to, I feel like I'm more driven by, I want to be a great artist more than I want to be rich. Yes. And that's why, because in that pursuit, no one can help me but myself and my abilities. Yeah. Well, I I will say I, I'm driven by that or like... When I started working out, I was very driven by, like, no one above me respects me. No one thinks I'm good at comedy. Everyone thinks I'm this, like, TikTok crowd yeah. work guy that's, like, looked down upon. Much in the way that, like... Who co- told you I said that? <laughs> <laughs> you would be a perfect example of the kind of guy that would be in the club. And I'd be like, ugh, this makes me anxious. Uh-huh. Like, this guy probably thinks I'm shit. And, like... Oh God! Like, why is it that so I always have the bad? I probably sets wouldn't have been. I would be looking at my own notes, and I a hundred percent. And yeah. by the way, now that now that I've been in stand up long enough to have a class below me, I see someone walk off the stage and look at me with that kind of look. Who's younger and and been in it less time, and I can see in their eyes them going, "Did he like my set?" And me going, "I was scrolling on Instagram the whole time. Didn't even yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. listen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and didn't." don't care and I'll, by the way if you bombed I don't think less of you there's like a couple things you could have said up there that may, might have made sure. me think less of you and I didn't notice you saying any of those things Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, that was what was driving me because I was headlining within a ye- 
Well, I was headlining within two years of starting stand-up, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was having panic attacks on stage because I was like, I'm not good enough to be doing this. I'm going to lose all the fan base that I've built. Sure. And I'm not good. So that was like the thing that was really driving me to get better. Yeah. Um, Um, Do you feel like seeing so many rich people, you have a deep understanding of how money does not, to be cliche, money does not buy happiness. Mm. Like, I feel like... I saw I, I've seen people with money be so fucking miserable that I know deep down that that and I see others where that is the goal. There is a real thing of like, oh, comfort will yeah. bring me joy. And I'm like, it really won't. It might make you your medical. You know, I now when I think about money, I think more about like I'll have a better doctor. Yeah. I'll travel will be easier. But I know that like money can be very isolating. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure. I think it's like notoriety since you've experienced that. It's like an intensifier. That's how I think of notoriety is like money can intensify. If you're like a miserable drug addict and then you have a lot of money, you can do a lot of drugs and that really intensifies the drug addiction. Mm-hmm. If you're a very happy person already, yeah, it makes everything awesome. If you're in love, like when I was this ex that I had, like I've, you know, when we were falling in love, it was, I, I called my parents. I was like, can you send us on a vacation to the nicest hotel in the world? And we did. Whenever we, you know, I remember when people be like, Justin Bieber rented out Madison Square Garden to take Selena Gomez to see the Titanic. Yeah. You're like, yeah, he told his assistant to do all of that. <laughs> okay, when I do something, I got to Google it from the yeah. beginning. <laughs> uh, did they? They got you. You're, yeah, they, you're, you're, yeah. You're that's real... actually why we broke up. We broke up after the fanciest vacation in the world. Where'd you go? We went to the Amangiri in Utah. Ooh. We should have gone somewhere nice. You'd still be together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what what how, and well we don't have to get into it. But. We can get into it a little. I just yeah yeah. There's yeah. certain things I've been told not what, to say. Was it was it was it because of that? I mean, listen, it's only been three months. Of course, yeah, you go yeah, away but, somewhere. It just got it got very hot and cold. The relationship like it was very unsteady, and there was a lot of we had done a lot of crazy stuff in the beginning. We were so into each other in the beginning. We're like, this is it. We're gonna like. This is the future. Like you're the person. All of this in the first month, and obviously, it's just crazy to do that with anyone before you really get to know them. Yeah, and then it, I would think you're more cynical than that. I got to be honest. I usually am, but this person brought this side of me out of me, uh-huh. and also had this side to her, and then sort of pulled back a little bit, and it just messed with me. Yeah, and so it had become this very unsteady thing. And then, like, the way we broke up was I just, I was like, hey, like, I kind of gave her an ultimatum. I was like, listen, I can't be in a relationship that works this way, but I'm down to fix it if you want to fix it. And she was like, I don't, which is <laughs> it's sort of sort of funny when you give an ultimatum, because for some reason you have to pretend like you're down for either. Yeah. yeah I'm, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, listen, you're in or you're out, but either way. And she's like, I'm out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> God damn it. It's like when teachers are like, we can have a bad day or a good day. I don't okay, care. So and it's different like, ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, so you're out then? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Um, you, so your family, you have a brother and a sister? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You said your sister was special needs? Sister has special needs. Brother was a heroin addict. So money didn't work. Money worked differently for all of us. But for me, it's, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. got addicted with to your drugs. with your brother. Did did the money make it worse? As yes. you said, an yeah. intensifier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He he ran out of money. And then that's how much when money are we talking? I mean, how much can you spend on heroin? Uh, well, if you're using oxy, 
<laughs> instead of heroin, like opiates, uh-huh. then you can spend a lot. Uh, I mean, what, what's like like it, to not die and just take oxy? I mean, how much you money could we spend two thousand dollars a week on drugs? Sure. So you know that's you could, you could swing that. I could think as a student. He, oh, he's a stu- oh, he was yeah. He <laughs> was in college. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he ran out of money. Yeah. And your parents had to say no. Uh, yeah. They said, you got to go get help. And he said, I met a girl. Can you take us to a hotel? Just give me the money. I'm going to do it for the hotel. I promise. <laughs> he said, I'm in love yeah. with blue pills. Uh, yeah. But that, so, yeah. But the money, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess the money like intensifies anything you want to do. If you have means to do anything and then you feel strongly about anything, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can create a stronger situation. How's your brother now? He's good, really good. He he's works in the addiction treatment space now, and he's like the number three guy at a very big addiction treatment startup that's gotten very valuable, and he's going to be a very rich man when that business sells. That's great. When he yeah. went to rehab, was it like a nice rehab? Yeah. He went where Mulaney went. Wow. Karen that's, in Pennsylvania. That's it's very funny to be that's like impressive. I went to the Mulaney rehab yeah, center. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we all know that like that's probably the best one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's the thing again with money. Yeah, it intensifies, but then you get to go to like the best fucking place in the entire Well, but Karen's is the the most effective one, I think, but it is in Wyoming, Pennsylvania. So I wouldn't say it's the nicest. He was in Wyoming, Pennsylvania in January. I mean, I went. It was pretty bleak. But there were famous people there when I went. Oh, my God. So it was like... Did, did, it was did they make you sign an show. NDA when you go in there? I feel like they TMZ gave, would be camping outside. They gave us a little debrief at the time. I think I can talk about it now because it was so many years ago. Uh-huh. And to your point about airing dirty laundry, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the time... Do you guys remember Johnny Manziel, the football player? Yeah. Uh huh. So he was at the time he had just won the Heisman. He was like the biggest quarterback, and he was struggling with this drug problem. Sure. And it was all the rage about whether he was going to make it in the NFL. And sadly, he's I think a drug addict now. So Jesus story kind of we know the end of that story. But at the time, this was like his first. They sent him to rehab, and this was going to be his NFL comeback. And he was my brother's roommate. So they gave they sat us down. When we got there and they were like, hey, and my brother wouldn't even tell me who it was because this was like a very big deal at that time. You're staying in the same room? Yeah. Wow. But we couldn't really talk to it because there's a month long uh, detox. You couldn't really talk to. He went and he was using. I didn't know he was using because he had entered AA and then he had relapsed silently and it was really bad. And I didn't know. So then he went to rehab and then it was like a month of radio silence. And then we went to go visit. And then when we got there, they were like, there's a famous person here. So just keep it chill. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, I tried to keep it. I told my friends. <laughs> That's like uh, one time John Marco and I did something, and I'm not going to say what it was, um, but they were like. You got to join the Patreon to see it. And uh, <laughs> there's going to be a couple of celebrities that are going to be their special guests. And uh, we'd heard about the other celebrities that were doing it. We knew all of them. There are a lot of comedy people. And then they showed us our celebrities, and I wish someone had recorded John Marco in my face because we were like, we had no idea who they were, <laughs> and we had to pretend though that they were like someone, and we were like, wow, 
Wow, cool, very cool. Oh my gosh, and, you and, from yeah, and then they were like, "This is of course," and then they said their names, and we were like frantically pulling out Instagram to be like, <laughs> "Who the fuck are these people?" <laughs> I, we got. Uh, I, I think I wrote both of them to do the podcast, and they're still big <laughs> enough to not respond. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh man, that was a that was a good time. Yeah. Um, and then I guess before we go to this has got to stop. I uh, uh, how old's your sister? Sister is twenty five now. Yeah, and she's good. She'll never live independently. But here's the thing: is if you, I also tried to do this bit. I'm gonna say a word. Just you know, this is just as a comedian to comedian. You can just go into the story. No, I know, but I love comedians love to. They go like this is a bit, and I'm like. You're allowed to lie and pretend you're really smart right now. Yeah. Like, there are people who thought Rodney Dangerfield was riffing it up there with no, Johnny Carson. But sometimes I see what he's saying in terms of, like, we've also had people where they're on the podcast and then they just go into a bit that you're like, oh, that's your stand-up routine. Oh, you know you're, I mean? you're talking about the bit that went so fucking viral? Okay. They, okay. Ne- they got on Good Morning America the next day? Yeah, that was a great moment. I'm just saying, like, 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 Podcasts are panels extended in the sense that Louis would go on Conan and it did seem like it was all. Yeah, yeah, Rodney yeah, yeah. feels more formulaic. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like our generation of comics were more like there's a degree of self consciousness because we're worried someone's going to go, Got it. Are you doing a bit right now? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. For everyone to say, I will never say that to you. I will, I will act. Like this is like whoa. Well, for this one, I actually, I it's important to specify because otherwise. You know how Bergazzi once said that uh, stand up without laughs is a very mean speech? <laughs> for a bit, <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, that's so, so, it's very funny. Funny. so funny. funny. So, for this is one of those where it's like, if and then it's an uncomfortable because I was going to use the word retarded and I can yeah, talk about sure. why. But so I was going to do it and I didn't want, I love my sister very much and I was afraid that if I just brought it up in conversation, you guys would be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a so, good but point. I was, the bit was that. Th- Yes, she's retarded, but she's she's rich and retarded. And mm. that's kind of the best thing to be, honestly. Yeah. I'd rather be rich and retarded than dumb and broke eight days a week. And that was like the bit. Never worked. Never yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. But she, you know, she's her life is good. She owns a house. Um, yeah. She's, yeah. She's worth $20 million and <laughs> she's she's doing great. She is uh, she's good. Yeah. She has a house and a staff, um, but she will never live independently. Yeah. How old are you in? Are you where are you in the the kids? I'm the middle. The middle. Do you mind yeah. what 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 condition does she have? She was born neurotypical. Six months old. She got really. She started having a lot of seizures. Maybe like extreme epilepsy potentially. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay, just so you're turned. still baby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm two and a half years older than her. This was this was really happening. The crux of it was happening when I was like four to five. Mm-hmm. So I did. I do remember being told we got a crazy doctor. Doctors. This is kind of a too long an explanation. Sometimes doctors are passed around the healthcare system instead of fired yeah, or crazy. Sure. So as like not priests. to create wrongful exactly. So yeah, as not yeah, to create yeah, like yeah. wrongful termination yeah. lawsuits. So we got a crazy doctor, and the doctor said my sister was gonna die. My <gasps> sister was not dying. And that the solution was to pump more and more and more and more medicine into her. And that actually doing that was the thing that caused her brain damage at a very young age. And now she has special needs. But she was not born with special needs. And I oh. think had we gotten a different doctor, she might not have even she might have been totally okay today. But um, that happened. This really is the downside. Oof. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, so I, I was old enough that I remember my mom saying, your sister's going to die. But I don't remember understanding it. Like, yeah. it, doesn't ha- it doesn't carry an emotional weight for me, yeah, but I do yeah, remember yeah. being told that. Yeah. Do you, do you ever give thought to when your parents die, like, who, who's you or your brother will, will take care and make sure everything's... Yeah, so we are both, we're both her legal guardian already. In already? the event that they die. Yeah. Really? Yes. Wow. So we, yeah. And my mom, yeah. that's like, that definitely keeps my mom up at night because we're very, we're both very busy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just told, she's always like, are you going to be there for her after she dies? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, you don't visit her very much now. And I'm like, that's because you're alive. I'm yeah, like, that's sure. you, it's your turn right now. <laughs> sure. I was like, it's I'll, say, your turn I'll right take now. my shift when yeah, you're yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I was, yeah. and she was like, okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Do you, do you see a world where she lived with you full time? Or no, she'll never brother. need to because she has twenty million dollars. Yeah, but she <laughs> sure. But you know, staff. I mean, fuck. I just read the book about. Uh, I'm sure you're friends. Um, fuck. It's it's the guy who owns Viacom. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Redstones. The Redstones. Close, and, close. You friends. know, Sumner Cherry's Redstone. Group. You know, all the money in the world. Uh, frankly, in that case, only insulated the abuse that he was. Yes. That he was receiving from his two people. Like, there's so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money doesn't... Well, I think we want to have a close eye on making sure that the people around her... First of all, like, the, the, the ideal situation is, like, a house, maybe two or three roommates who also have special needs, who they, they can all be friends, uh-huh. and then a staff that takes care of all of them. So, like, a, a mini-group living situation that's highly yeah. tailored to her needs. And so she... But right now, she has that. And there's a lot of oversight, and I think my job would be to keep the oversight as heavy as it is. But I also think she needs to have her own life. And she does, too. Like, we all lived together during COVID, and she moved back in, and she's still 25. Like, she doesn't want to be living in the same house as her. Like, it was a disaster. Yeah. Like, she got very cabin fevery, and it was exacerbated by the fact that she didn't understand why we all had to be inside for six months. Yeah. And so, like, she doesn't, she wants to have her own life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go on to uh, this has got to stop. I don't have the cues. Paige, can you do it? This has got to stop. Hey, I like oh, it. There we go. It's better than Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Um, this has got to stop. Uh, this is where, again, listen, uh, uh, if you like this show, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. One of the benefits is you can write me the downside, WGS at gmail.com. Send me a this <clears> has got to stop. We'll do it on the show or on a Patreon episode. Um, and also, if you join the Patreon, you can listen to our new live episode with Molly Carney from Saturday Night Live. Um, my this has got to stop. People who come to my shows, sometimes come up to me after and go, I'm sorry, I'm such a stalker. I watch your videos online. And then I saw you were coming here and I was like, I'm going to go to the show. <laughs> That's not a stalker. That's my whole business model. <laughs> you fell into my trap, and and there's no need to apologize. Yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 like if a, a, a fish hopped on a boat. It's like yeah. I'm sorry to barge in on you guys yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, but it's such a it's such an interesting. I think it just reflects the way people look at like how they view online personalities. Yeah, where where it's some weird thing in their head where they're like, I'm a stalker. I'm yeah. naughty, and you're yeah. like. No, you're a you're a fan. This is this has been the model for forever. Frankly, yeah. if they were an actual stalker, you would probably still be 
pretty grateful that <laughs> yeah, they were yes. that interested it, it in It would you be funny to see point. a stalker with that vibe. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like such, such a stalker, stalker, but I like broke oh, into your house. Like, I <laughs> have like, videos of like, you sleeping. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> um, so that yeah. happens to me too. I hate that. Or this is the other one is you have that form. Okay, I requested to see you in West Virginia. Now you're in West Virginia. Yeah. And You're I'm like, like, that's just how right. it works, baby. I know. I have. That's why that's I have the form. I You're the not form. the only one. That's yeah. why I did that. Yeah. So all of you motherfuckers mm. coming to my shows, don't shut apologize. Just come. <laughs> Find a just different come. way to interact with me. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it though. It's. I think. I think the problem is you just like you have they the want same to convey interaction they like you. times, yes. and you just go like, I can't. I don't even know how to make this fun or unique anymore. You just yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you sleep with fans? I know you're you're in a relationship, but did you ever? Did you have a fan? I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the mic. Face. <laughs> I'll tell you like, uh, no, I I timed it pretty perfectly where I was in a relationship right before people wanted to have sex with me. Oh, so that's been great. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean I, I did twice after like LOL. I think it's I think it's always weird because um, it would happen in acting sometimes where. They they'd see me on stage and they they thought that I was so enjoyable that like oh this fifteen minutes yeah. I'd love to spend three hours with this fifteen minutes and I'm like these are isolated thoughts yeah. that have been carved down for five years yeah and so I always just felt I I don't like the relationship where someone's fawning that's yeah. not appealing to me yeah uh and and I feel like they just think you're going to be more fun than you actually are yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, that being said, <laughs> uh, I had in the past. Yeah, but it's weird. Yes. Yeah. You ever slept with someone after Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, any any guys mm-hmm. hit on you after Titanic? No, not really. No. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, people will send pretty nice messages that aren't sexual in nature. You've never gotten one yet. No. no. Oh no, 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 no. I've gotten like bots, female Russian bots, you know. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but they're that's not about Titanic, you know. <laughs> sure. That's just that's just normal wear and tear <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> uh, um do you have this gotta stop? I do. Okay. This is gotta stop. Hats. Um <laughs> starting to get to be summertime. People, you know. I see it every year. This happened with hats, and I'm, I'm not talking about baseball caps. I think as a as a society, people feel comfortable wearing them. We were used to them. I'm talking about adventurous hats, because if I'm being honest, ninety percent of people, you can't pull them off. You can't pull them off. I don't see you anymore. I see a choice you've made. I see an aspiration to be someone that you're mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I feel you looking at that hat on Instagram or online and being like, maybe I could wear that. You can't. You can't. You are cosplaying. It's embarrassing. It's not. It's it's so unnatural. It's so unnatural. And it makes me sad. There's a sadness there that I'm looking at you and you're like, I'm like, oh, this is who you think you are. That's not who you are. Now, are you, you specifically know? talking yarmulkes or no. something else? <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what, no. What, what specifically, like, you what, know the hat. But you is know it men or women? The wide brim. It, it can be both. Yeah. The wide brim. It can be both. Listen, the Coachella I think, hat. Uh, the Coachella yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think, I think, 
Um, I, I'm sad to say it, but I think you that's reserved for like celebrities and like kings yeah. and queens, maybe yeah. someone <laughs> of a higher status than us. It it, it, it just doesn't. The bigger and, the hat, the and higher the status. If your assistant didn't work. buy it for you, you shouldn't once be wearing it. Once in a while, it. once in a while. That's why I'm saying 10%. 10% of people, they can kind of pull it off. If you're, you're hot like, enough. You're like, yeah. whoa, okay. Yeah. They, they, it feels authentic. It yeah. feels real. Is it a hot it thing? Feels, if you're being honest, is it just hot? No, it's it's, it's a, a mixture. It's, it, it, uh, it's uh, the right part type of it hot. is hot, but I think it's a, a confidence that also fuels into that. And, a, and also, uh, you have to have a certain kind of personality. There's just some people... A lot of people they try them, and I I just don't think it just feels like it feels like you're putting on a costume. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a squares and rectangles thing. It's like yes. not every hot person can pull off that hat, but every person who can pull off that hat happens to be hot. Yeah, in addition yes. to whatever characteristics. But I can they also have. say see like I could see like a weird kind of ugly person with a with a crazy amount of confidence <laughs> and w- that was a real character yeah maybe pull it yeah, off that's fair but i i'm i'm imagining now because i'm just saying like i usually see it and i'm like uh, it's the only thing i can see i'm like get that off like yeah. that you're not selling it you're yeah. not i'm not buying it from yeah. you i just yeah. don't buy yeah. it from you it doesn't feel real it feels like you are trying to be someone you're not and uh so stop hats Gotta stop. <laughs> stop, um, stop the hats. Coachella hat. It's enough hats. Oh, before we go to you, Paige, I did say if you join the Patreon now, we are offering new merch. We're offering downside Coachella hats. <laughs> and they're they're one size fits all. Uh, Paige, this gotta stop. Mine's kind of similar to Russell's. There's this thing of like people saying, Is it is it a fit or is this person hot? Or sorry, is this is this a fit or is she skinny? Mm. and mm. there's like it's this very anti like woman thing in general um because i mean this is like women on women a woman on woman hate crime i think mm. so <laughs> women Normally are saying we don't, that sorry women are saying this yes or people in general just online but um yeah i think it's just like if that person has like um, a crazy amount of like confidence to pull this outfit off, like I think they can pull it off. Yeah. And it's also the thing of like not everybody can wear the same type of clothes. Like there are certain clothes that are made for certain body types, or at least like that fits certain body types better. Me as a thin person, I guess I can call myself. I can't wear the same clothes as like somebody who has like curves can wear. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just not going to look good on me. But to say that, like, you know, is this a fit or is she just skinny is like, it's hateful mm. and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to put down women no. at all. Jean-Marco. Why can't we just lift people up? <laughs> yes, Jean-Marco, Jean-Marco, seriously. Stop posting seriously. that. Stop. <laughs> stop putting down women. Well, stop. It's, it's that was a, a rare downside female perspective on an issue. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, Lucas. Piggybacking off of pages about putting down women. Uh, uh, I am sick of women. <laughs> uh, no, but it, this is this one. It might be slightly misogynistic. So cr- jump in if I'm being mono- misogynistic. So now but, it's her burden as well to jump in. <laughs> yeah, educate me, Paige. Twenty-three yeah. um, year old women who went to Tulane, Syracuse, and Michigan have to be stopped. Mm. Why are you that way? Why do you work in advertising? Why are you pro-Israel? Why are you all of the various things that you are? And why are you on my shows? 
Most and important. why do you keep going on dates with them? Is the real question. Stop yeah. going on dates with them. No, but it's so. There's a type. Syracuse, it meant to, but Syracuse, Michigan, and Tulane breed this type of Jew that I'm not. <laughs> I know I'm really bringing everything full circle yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. But it's this type of Long Island, New Jersey Jew that just drives me nuts. And it's I and I'm I've they've must be stopped. They they need to go back to Long Island and New Jersey. That's what I think. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was uh, not agreeing with that. I don't know. Wait, but I kind of agree with that because I yes, have a friend who went to Syracuse who I'm no longer friends with. Yes. Communications major? Um, advertising, like yeah, you were saying. It's so... It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah. the, it's the gaggle of people doing the same shit. I will say gender agnostic. It's the, it's the brunch squad. Yes. Everyone's wearing yeah. the same outfits. Yes. You bought it at Bonobos or whatever. Uh-huh. And There's you're one in of them the, with a hat. One yeah. of them has the hat. <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. One of them's one trying of to differentiate <laughs> with the yeah. hat. Yes. They're in the East Village. They're waiting yes. for brunch. Yeah. They're drinking And when mimosas. they come to you after shows, they go, I'm sorry, I'm such a stalker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it all of our it's uh, and and they probably say, "Is it a fit or is she just skinny?" Yes. It is yes. probably yes. all of our this has got to stop. Embodied in a person, yeah. which is to say, the yeah. type of person that is that. And I I always wonder. I'm just like, is that enough for you to be all those things that everybody else is? Maybe I'm the idiot because I'm this like miserable comedian telling myself that I'm being unique when in reality the price I'm paying for being unique is my happiness. But. So maybe it's that. Maybe I resent them because they seem legitimately satisfied with mm. the nothingness of their existence. But that is what I see. I see a nothing existence. Yeah. Well, it's uh, every. I would argue that everyone's existence is nothingness. But mm. uh, it's something that's jarring is that they're in a group of people all being the same kind of nothing. Yeah. Together at once. So it feels sad in that way. And you're like, I could interchange. I've lived in New York now 12 years. And I can think of three different generations of that same person yeah. that I've had to see uh, yeah. be that same way. Well, I so just it feels think that, something like that way. I know? just think that they're like the difference between you and them is that they're good at selling their happiness. They're good at selling it online. Mm, they're good at like uh, yeah. making a brand out of it mm. in a way of like, oh, like, look at how happy I am at brunch and like, la di da, like. Monday, Sunday, like yeah. that whole uh-huh. thing. The yeah. sad thing but, is I love brunch. You know, I well, do, brunch yeah. is great, but like you don't have to bring But it has the, a negative connotation in New York, I feel like, you know, because of them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a great, it's a great, you to know. To me, it's rich people, it's mediocre rich mm. drive me nuts. Mm. Like the kids I grew up with, it's like, go, I'd rather you be a douchebag like me, like I just a comedian, that's, you know, like, and be that, than like a private equity guy like your dad, which is like, with so many of these people, they just do this cookie cutter thing. And I'm like, what's the point of having means if you're not even going to step outside the mold? Yes. Like, because the generation above, especially like the, the crew of kids I grew up with in New York City, there was this generation above us that actually didn't grow up with money. And then the private equity was like they, they were these Jews that paid their own way through college and they really overachieved and they were smart and then they got rich and some of them, you know, married dumb, but some of them married smart. And the, then they had these kids and these kids were given everything like the, the means and the tutors and all this. And they still ended up at like to end up at Syracuse from a New York City private school with an SAT tutor and a dad willing to make a 10 million dollar donation is insanity. You should at least end up at Dartmouth. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. I know wow. I sound terrible, pretentious, unlikable, but these are my yeah. feelings. So, 
Fuck you, Syracuse. <laughs> My parents are season ticket holders to Syracuse. Really? Football. Are you and from basketball. there? No, outside of it. 45 minutes okay. outside of it. But they're big Syracuse fans, okay. and um, I will let them know. I'm going. I'll be uh, at the Syracuse Funny Bone <laughs> on October 12th. Please, are you, are you really doing it? Yeah. That really. was one of those. <laughs> I really am. Going. That was one you that should I should use this clip for. And then promo. we had to cancel it because sales were so low. Is that right? Oh, I, yeah. I, could see, I could see myself having to cancel. They gave me two Saturday shows. Shows, which oh. is like not even a weekend so i'm like i don't know what the organic who's coming through there but yeah yeah, yeah. i don't i have fans at syracuse but i don't know that they're gonna go to the funny bone and i don't know that they're 21 mm-hmm. <laughs> people ask all the time they write me they say like is it 21 plus and sometimes i'm like some clubs don't care but i don't know yeah and, you're and, like, I, and I also don't want like, in no, writing baby, to be like come. no baby it's <laughs> 12 come yeah, on yeah. 12 that's what you went with i was making fun of you being was just because i like to dance um <laughs> Oh, I saw Chris D'Elia in person after a... Really? We were both headlining in Minneapolis at the same time. I was at Sisyphus Brewing, and he was at some gigantic theater filled with people who don't care that he's a pedophile. Uh, yeah. And he walked in. There's one diner that's open in Minneapolis all, all night. And so all yeah. the comics go there after shows. And there's a lot of comedy in Minneapolis. So it was this... And he just walked in with, like, a whole-ass entourage. Wow. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I that was before that new documentary, the YouTube documentary came out. Yeah, that might have sunk it. That might have sunk it. You no, we'll see. I think that was after the YouTube documentary. Really? The yeah, Rolling Stone this, did an article recently. But this was March. This happened in late March. He's still selling out theaters. People, some Republicans like it. <laughs> like, oh, I know. The fact that anyone tries to cancel you on the left is a sign that you should be supported by the right. That's why cancellation <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Really. I, I saw some tweet that was saying that like kind of the real part of the rise of, of like anti-trans rhetoric and anti-LGBT stuff was like a reaction to the Me Too movement of like trying to pivot away from it to be like the it's whenever people go like the, the drag queens are pedophiles. It's like you're, you're pivoting away yeah. from the people we just showed were pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this is a little thing we like to do before we go to the blessings. I forget if we do the blessings first or this first, but we'll do this first right now. Where we uh, we we have Russell read a street joke. Oh, Les, do you have a street joke? No. Okay, let me say real quick. Uh, uh, so we're gonna show the patrons. If you're a patron, you get your name up on the YouTube. Russell's gonna read a joke from this book, Jackie Jokes from Jackie Marling. But I'm gonna tell one joke first, which is good. Uh, it'll take because it takes some time. We have more patrons. It'll be this joke. Don't look which at it one? Again. Well, first I say this. So I went to Sid Gold's. Okay. And uh, it was crowded, yeah. and and we, we so we told the host I was a comedian. We thought maybe this will butter him up. And sure enough, he was like, he was like, I got a joke. You want to hear it? And I'm like, of course. And then we'll get into Sid Gold's. Yeah. And this was his joke: a guy, a guy gets a big job in New York, so such a big job they're gonna fly him first class from uh, Minneapolis, where he just got to see Cristalia perform. And he gets on the this like super nice jet to this job, and the stewardess comes over and says. Uh, uh, would you like any headphones? And he says, "Sure, but how did you how did you know my name was Phones?" <laughs> and in order to get into Sid Gold's and you skip the line, I had to laugh so so hard. I had to say, "I'm going to try that on stage." Oh, and in man. a way, I did. Yeah. So uh, did you patrons, get in? Uh, we did get in. Okay. Yeah. Saying piano What's man for the hundredth time. Uh, Eli, Eli, Elon Gold's dad owns it. It's a it's a karaoke oh. or p, p, live piano karaoke in bar. New York. Uh, it's in New York, but it's we went to York. it in Detroit, so I think it's like a big chain. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Oh, I didn't know it was other places. 
Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So the, the patrons are scrolling right now. Okay, so here we go. Joke. Three guys are drunk at a party on Christmas Eve. As they're leaving, they slip on the ice at the top of the stairs, and they all fall to their deaths. They come up to St. Peter, and he says, I'll tell you what, fellas. It's Christmas Eve. If you can do something to commemorate Christmas, I'll let you into heaven. First guy reaches into a pocket, into his pocket, pulls out his lighter, flicks it on, and says, a candle. St. Peter says, excellent. Come on in. Second guy reaches to his pocket, pulls out his car keys, jingles them, and says, sleigh bells. St. Peter says, creative. Come in. Third guy reaches into his pocket, pulls out a pair of stained women's panties, puts them under St. Peter's nose, and says, these are carols. Oh. That's, uh, similar, I wish it had been similar a, to I w- what the joke you just said. I, I, sometimes I hate jokes. I hate them. I hate. I wish that had been a misdirect and not a pun at yeah. the end. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. Me too. There was almost a misdirect with the women's panties. I thought panties it was going like, to be a misdirect too. Yes, but um, I love jokes. I love jokes. <laughs> I do. Um, all right. Final thing. Blessing. Blessing. This has been a, a, a good episode. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Blessing. What's What's your blessing? Uh. Oh. Page. Um. I went to go see Moulin Rouge a couple weeks ago, um, with my friend Julia, who came all the way out here from California to hang out with me. But um, during the show, there was a family of four sitting in front of us that were really like belligerent, probably drunk. They were talking the whole time. Um. So for like the first half, um, up until like the intermission, like I don't remember any of it because I was so distracted. Yeah. And it got so bad to the point where I like had to the woman sitting in front of me kind of told me off in in a very aggressive way. Mm. So then I got up during intermission um, to go talk to the um, the usher and who was very sweet. And I told her the situation. She's and she found my friend and I um, a better seat in a in a better row. Hell yeah. I'm very thankful for the front of house staff at Moulin Rouge and and front of house staff in general at any live venue. Yes. Oh um, wow. The unsung yeah. heroes. Broaden maybe, it. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Maybe not everybody's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Look, your acting dreams didn't come true, but you're still oh helping God. people enjoy. <laughs> oh my God. Um, very cruel if you say that. Russell. Very, very cruel. Um, uh, I have to be kind of vague, but I had a friend who uh, went through some bad things, and we, we lost touch because he was going through stuff and he, he wasn't ready to talk and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, he has he has reached out and we are talking and it's nice and I'm happy to have him back in my life. And uh, sorry, this is so vague, but I was trying to give a real blessing because sometimes it's like, I, the barista, you know, yeah. but like uh, I, uh, I, I'm very thankful for this and uh, that he's doing okay enough to be able to talk and, 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 and you know, well, as I say, God is in the details, and that was how. Lucas, you got a blessing. Yeah, uh, this one's specific. Yeah, you know what? Yesterday, I I almost take no time off stand up anymore, mm-hmm. and I always go on stage sober. And yesterday, I had a day off, and I smoked weed at like eleven thirty a.m. Yeah, which I don't haven't done since I was like a kid. And I, it was a beautiful day, and I walked outside, and I went to the gym, and I ran three miles and wrote jokes on the treadmill while at high. Oh like, I gosh. entered, like, a flow state. That's, yeah. what you, that's the only way I can do the treadmill. Yeah, and I sure. just, like, I was stoned, and I was, like, listening to good music, and I'm just grateful. I was grateful to give myself that time and smoke a little weed and take a night off stand-up, 
And then I saw some old friends, non-comedy friends, very important, wow. very important. Yeah. At night, I had a dinner with a bunch of non-comedy friends. And it was really, it was like an actual day off comedy, which I never, I'm always doing something. I'm like promoting or editing a clip or yeah. some shit. And yes, the, I guess I wrote jokes, but writing jokes doesn't feel, it felt good. It, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't have too many. I, I think non-stand-up but still comedy friends is, is my sweet spot. Stand-ups mm-hmm. is tough. You just talk about business. It's very yeah. hard to not. These days. My yeah. my sub-blessing is just The Other Two is such a great fucking yeah, show. Great but season. But do you want to watch The Other Two? Uh, I worked at Broadway Video for a time, so I remember reading the whole oh. first season of Scripts. Bro, you got to read the, uh, watch this new season. But there's the new Pat. Who gets famous? Uh, she goes back to like see her old friends, oh my and it God. seems like this beautiful day. Oh. But at the end, you find out she was like, Brutal. "I hated them. Their jokes were awful. Brutal. I was bored. It was and the look." Uh, uh, so Carrie goes back to his high school reunion, and he's like, "There's a thing about uh, people who are gay in high school finally going back, and they've won." And then like another gay guy comes in with a big announcement, and he's worried it's going to be big, yeah. and he goes like, I, "I booked the understudy for a Broadway musical," and the the smirk. Carrie gives of like that little smile of yeah. like that's fucking nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so perfect. It feels like it was written for people who work in the arts, and that's it. It's yeah. so fucking. Yeah. It feels like it's about uh, Tova and me. <laughs> We're Carrie and I love and, when so, with that one person that was like, um, they're like, oh, I'm just a dentist. No, nothing. He goes, he goes, no, no, that's not nothing. Yes, it is. It's nothing. <laughs> like turns <laughs> looks directly in the camera. <laughs> But my but my uh, real blessing is this. There was some, it's a small apartment complex I live in, and on my floor, where you know there's four different uh, rooms on either side of the stairwell, there was some weird alcove, and, and they were doing construction in it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It was tiny. It was a closet. And if you go downstairs, that's where we put the trash and like the similar alcove there. And so I was like, maybe it's another trash thing. That's convenient. Just take my trash right there. And then I went up, and they were cleaning it up, and I was like, what the fuck is this going to be? And then I saw these two little things to the wall, and I said, oh, my God. It's a laundry machine. On your they floor? They are building a laundry machine on my floor. Wow. Right next to my door. <laughs> I'm going to save so much fucking money. I'm going to wear one outfit every single day. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm going to wash it every night. Wow. And I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. People are always going to be in the hallway. So People are always going to be in the hallway doing laundry. No. <laughs> we could do an ASMR episode. Yeah. I was going to say, you sparked something yeah. inside of me that was totally unrelated Cheerio. to your story, but it made me feel really. You guys got to watch the video. Lucas is rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and plugs, Lucas, plug. What do you want to plug? Wait, do we know what's coming out? July 25th. July 25th. July 25th. Okay. Uh, two things. Uh, my podcast, it's called Can I Go Home Now? Uh-huh. And if you enjoyed me on uh, John Marco's podcast. Is that why you uh, kept saying that on this whole podcast? <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> um, so that's that's a new podcast that is, it was a, whatever. So go listen. And then the other thing is I'm on tour starting in the fall. Um, headlining a bunch of comedy clubs. They gave me a lot of seats to sell and I don't know that I can sell them. So go to lucaselnick.com and go see if you, you know, if you check out my stuff. And if you like my stuff, go see if your city's on the list. It probably is. I'm going to Syracuse. So you know when you're going to Syracuse, or <laughs> you're also hitting it's the major big places. List. <laughs> it's a big list. Yeah. I know, I know. This is not, I, I didn't like look at, but I did look at it. I'm like, okay. All right. That's what I, I did, thought, too. I didn't too. know you were doing so well. All right. I good, didn't know either. But you. we'll see. I, listen, I got, <laughs> I got an agent, and he got me the gigs, and now we're going to see how I sell. The big so. room with the little room. Let's see. <laughs> uh, uh, Paige, anything you want to plug? 
Um, <clears throat> plug, your, plug your boyfriend's uh, Sure. Yeah, company. my boyfriend, Max. Um, he works, or he's a co-founder at Basset Case, which is a streetwear brand. Um, they're in Paris Fashion Week right now, which is really exciting. And they do drops like every other month or so online. Um, so if you haven't heard of them, check out their Instagram, basketcase.gallery. And, and you're going to go there. Yeah, and I'm going to be there. Get some get some stories. I want to hear all about French <laughs> Fashion Week. Yeah, Russell, what do you want to plug? Um, okay, July 25th. Uh, I'm still in Titanic uh, at this point. Um, uh, and who's to say how much longer? So come now. Come see me in Titanic, the musical, at the Daryl Roth Theater eight times a week. You have nothing else going on this coming weekend? Well, on the 25th? You will be mm. at the Downside live taping in Montreal. But I don't know what day. Laughs. We don't yeah. know the day yet. And it's a little frustrating because oh, awesome. it's getting Thank closer. JFL, we'd love to know the date. We'd I will be there already, but Russell might not be. We don't know yet. We don't know. And while we're talking to JFL, if you loved me on this podcast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love to JFL be a new directly face of yours. books from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to your be a new face Your tour looks busy enough. I think you're too busy. For JFL this year. Um, uh, 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 so I, I listen, I don't know the exact dates. I think tonight, maybe, I'll be headlining a show at JFL. And let me tell you, not one of the big venues, <laughs> one of the ones you're going to have to take an Uber to. <laughs> so uh, uh, if, if you're in Montreal, come check it out. Uh, doing shows just for the culture all week. There'll be a podcast taping. It's very exciting. And then if you're in Canada, fuck it, I'll be in Vancouver August 3rd through August 6th. So check it out. And at some point, yeah, July 26th through the 29th, somewhere in there, there'll be a downside, right? Yeah. yeah. Great plugs. Great, great vague, plugs. Great vague plugs. <laughs> yeah. um, and listen, if you're listening or you know someone who works at Roadcaster Pro, tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh my God. You motherfuckers. I cannot fucking believe you. <laughs> Fuck you. I was going to say this is a downside and then play the music, but I don't have it, so this is the downside. (laughs) Motherfucker! It worked. (laughs) What song is this? It's the pre-programmed shit in the box. Oh, that's nice. This is Russell's. This is your music. (laughs) 